Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. $50 free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Hello, one second. Hi. One second, one second, one second. One second. Your message for three, one, zero, turn, nine, it on, eight, turn it off, turn it off, please. Turn that off, we're live, ma'am. All right, but Mr. O'Solomon's trying to call you also. We were trying to call you simultaneously. Okay, ma'am, we're live. Hold. Okay, thank you. Do you have questions for me? Just one second. All right. We're on the air live. This is Blog Talk USA. This is Bishop L.J. Gillery. Welcome to the Ombudsman Press Show. How can I help you? So today we have a great show. We have a gentleman that is a talented, talented man, and we have a young lady who is an angel. So, ma'am, tell us your name and tell us a little bit about your story. My name is Emily Fisher-Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Otis O'Solomon, who I would like to introduce or possibly reintroduce to some of you because he's such a brilliant artist who was formerly with the group known as the Watch Prophets. He was reigned at one time the master poet. I'm here with him now, and I would like to share some of his fascinating story if possible. Okay, absolutely. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what happened. 
Mr. Otis O'Solomon has spent most of his life creating, mentoring, and teaching the art of poetry. He once had a workshop at Southwest College sharing his creativity with hopeful students. In the past, he has worked with major artists, some of which his work has been recorded. Ziggy Marley recorded a piece titled, Hey World. Mr. O'Solomon is still creating his beautiful work in spite of his heartbreaking, unfortunate circumstances. He is homeless, living in a small truck, and is very much in need of a break. Even now, in his present condition, he still remains one of the most positive, humble, spiritual, God-fearing, hopeful gentlemen. Amen. So much faith. He has so much faith that his circumstances are going to change for the better. And unbeknownst to him, he has inspired me to attempt to be a vessel to possibly help him make his life better. What he's truly hoping for is a day that he will have the opportunity to go back into a studio to record his work, which will help get him back onto his feet again. And then possibly he can move into his own apartment and get off the street. He is such a Los Angeles treasure with such a wealth of creativity, poems, artwork, books, and music. And it's unfortunate that he's been sadly forgotten. So with that being said, um, there's a recording that he, he created an album. And it's titled... An electric mix with a poetic fix that he graciously gifted to me. And I would like to share one of the selections from that wonderful CD called We Gonna Win. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Go ahead. What's the problem? Hello? This is the National... Yeah, can you hear me? No, I can't. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but go ahead and play. Oh, I did. Could you hear the music at all? I could not hear anything. Oh, well, I forwarded it to you. You also have a copy if you... It came through. I don't know why. I sent you a copy of this song. Can you possibly play it? Okay, I I will send it to our uh, engineer. Rihanna, are you there? Hello? Mr. O'Solomon is right here. 
Yeah. Put him on. Let's let's talk to him. Okay. Talk to him. Hello. Hello, Mr. Solomon. How are you? Well, I'm still in love with life. Let's be on the planet, not taking this for granted. Amen. Amen. So, tell us a little bit about your poetry. Do you want to cite some poetry for us? Well, I'm a poet. I've been around for a long time. I've been doing poetry like since I was a kid. And uh, I've written quite a few poems and got a chance to share my poetry with different communities all around the country, different parts of the world, and hopefully been an inspiration to a lot of people, to a lot of young people and older people, and glad to be able to have something that can touch and move people in a positive way. It's called, I'm doing what I love and love what I'm doing. I'm glad to have an opportunity to be on this thing right now, and uh, even though I've been challenged lately, but it's it's called real life. Like I tell a lot of people, real life don't make no point that just shows up. And you just got to make the adjustment and deal with it. Do that. That's what I've been doing. And uh, feeling for the good at the moment. Yes, sir. Hello. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? What we do is we mute our phones when the other person is talking so that we can get the best transcribe as if we're in the studio. So that's fine. Okay. Go ahead and to have him play the play. Very good. Go ahead. I'm going to play this song for you again. I just pulled it up, so I, I really want you to hear it. Oh, dear. Oh, golly. It's beautiful. The title is We're Going to Win, and he speaks the truth. Let me see if I can... Okay. Um, I forward it to you, so hopefully I'm somewhat challenged, so I hope that you'll be able to um, play it. I don't know why it's not playing now for me. It played earlier. Oh, so sorry. Okay, do you have anything else to say, Mr. O'Solomon? Tell him what you would like, what your aspirations are. Well, my aspirations right now is to... uh get myself regrouped and get back into my own place. I've had uh, some uh, unexpected challenges coming up and doing my work and traveling around a little bit. My life got turned around. I had a thing I got challenged by called prostate cancer. It showed up, and I was thinking I had a lot of things going for myself at that time. I thought I had a little money and everything going. But once it showed up, and it's come around for a while, and I was able to overcome it now, and I'm in the process of regroup and get myself together so I can get back out in the forefront and start, continue, continue doing what I was doing before, hopefully be an inspiration to a lot of people, but also uh, having something to say that can, like I like to be, not only an inspiration, but a motivation and, and an entertainer, and also to reach inside people's minds and spirit to say something that's going to cause it to talk louder. Can you hear me? You're talking into this microphone, not yeah. your phone. Come here. Talk into this microphone. Keep talking. He's not on the phone. He's in my phone. Okay. So you can hear me now? Yes. Okay. 
so basically, uh, like I'm in the process of regrouping, and I had a chance to, uh, I've shared my podcast, well, I recorded with Quincy Jones, and uh, I also had Jigga Molly them to record some things for me, and then I did my own album, and requested Nick from the Pole to Six, and also with the group, we've done several albums, and like I said, had a chance to travel around the country and touch a lot of people in a positive way. And in the process of doing what I'm loving and loving what I'm doing and just continuing to be able to, to continue to do it and, and make a difference when I can, where I can, to, to help as many people as I can, not only myself and my family, but also other people who may be in need. Here's the song, Jacob. Can you hear it? Yes, sir. Yeah, I want the tune on. Can you hear it? Turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. It's too low. Oh, okay. Hold on. Turn it off. Oh, dear. Okay. We're going to let her play it. We're going to let our engineer play it. I sent it to her. We're going to let her play it, okay? Thank All right. you so much. Okay. All right. So tell, tell us a little bit about why you decided to help help him. Because he is one of the most impressive, positive, God-fearing, spiritual gentlemen that I have met in a long time. And he was kind enough to give me one of his CDs. And when I played it, it just it just touched my heart. I mean, he is so talented. He is truly a genius. He made a CD, um, a dedication to Ray Charles that is just profound. He went through his entire life, and it's backed up with jazz, and it's incredible. And I can forward that to you when, when I get back to my house, if you will. Yeah, that that'll be fine. And we'll make sure we put it on the on the uh, on the on the story. Now, I want you to know that we are really interested in making sure that um, that we get this story out and we share with the rest of the world everything that he has to offer. More importantly, we want to make sure that we have uh, the support from other people who know. Uh, that this guy is a living legend, and his really his, his contributions to uh, the art world. Now, you had mentioned that he had he was doing uh, 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 workshops at the junior college. Talk a little bit about that. Tell him about basically what it was. I was doing a workshop. I was doing a workshop in different colleges. I had. Uh, did a program and shared some of my poetry. And most time when I do that, I always got an idea. People would call me and ask me what I was doing. Could I come to the schools and stuff like that? And I went to various schools and I was sharing the thing, sharing some of my original poetry. And then a lot of times when they had programs and people who was interested in poetry and creative writing things of that nature, they would ask me to come and meet with them and share the people, share with them what I was doing and 
some of the things about that I've learned in these classes being tweeted. And uh, sometimes people ask me, of course, you know, how I got to be a poet, why I was a poet. I just tell them, I, as far as I can remember, I was born a poet. And uh, the first time I was on stage, I was about six years old. And I can recall when I was small, when Mr. Tucson was a lady named in the community. I grew up in the South, in Alabama. And uh, she was she was like uh, teaching. They was doing a Christmas program, and I was one of two. And I kept saying, I want to be on the program, too. She said, wait till you get a little older. <laughs> and I, she said, I came back about two weeks later. I want to be on the program. I'm old enough. She said, you're still not old enough. But what happened, she told us, she tells the story, she tells, shares it with a lot of people. And then I came back and she called me once and said, come here. And she, I went, she gave me a, a piece with two words. And the words was, Jesus will. And she said, take this. And I take, I read it, Jesus will. And I was going, Jesus will, Jesus will, for about three or four days. <laughs> and then I called him. I said, Mr. what is wealth? What do wealth mean? She said, I said, what do wealth mean? And she said, Jesus Christ. And then she told me, I said, Jesus Christ. She said, she said, I asked, did he get a whooping? She said, no, Jesus didn't get a whooping. God didn't get whooping. And she said, uh, you're going to get a chance to say those chair those words. That would have happened if I went to the It could have looked chill up, and I got it to put me, and I just went, Jesus, well, Jesus, well, I did with that kind of feeling. She had the thing she always said, think the thought and feel the feeling. And I shared that those two words with the people, and they never forgot. And as I continued to grow, and I was always involved, like in school, like in the South, they had a thing called Tantan Weddings. I find out a lot of people are not familiar with them. I don't know if you if you guys are, your audience are familiar with it. But a Tom Thumb wedding is a wedding with kids. They're dressed in wedding attire. And most times they were used as fundraising. And also in the process, they gave the parents a chance to imagine what their kids might be like one of these days that they would actually have a wedding. And uh, I was never the groom. I was always the minister. And I did that third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And suddenly I got a chance to uh, travel. And then I had I got introduced to a favorite poet. One of my favorite poets was Paul Lawrence Stafford. And I learned a couple of his poems. And my, another one of my poems was uh, James Wilton Johnson. He had a poem entitled The Creation. And I learned that poem when I was about 10 years old. And I used to go from different churches, and I would share that poem with them. And I kind of liked that because I got a chance to go to different churches, and I got a chance to meet a lot of different people. And so those were some of the things that, that I was doing as I was born. And also in school, when I was like in school, I was always in uh, programs, always related. In fact, one time it was calling me Holy Ghost. And I used to chase the kids. So don't be calling me no Holy Ghost. <laughs> and uh, I finally caught this one kid. His name was Eddie Johnson. I said, why are you calling me Holy Ghost? He said, well, that's no with mama and dad and everything. So that boy got the Holy Ghost. 
and it comes from being the minister in these time-time weddings. And then when I told my dad about it, he said, it's not just a verse, it's okay, it's a good thing to do. Because it's not something that you have to worry about. That tell them how you got started with the Watch Prophets and how long you were with the Watch Prophets. Well, the Watch Prophets came came much later. As I, after I left Alabama, I came to uh, Los Angeles. When I first came to Los Angeles, uh, I was I was living at the YMCA, and uh, in fact, I lived there for about two years. I was the youngest person there. And I got a chance to go around, and it was right after, after I had been there a while, then they had to watch Rebellion, is, is what we call it. And from there, they began to get invitations to go to different schools and go to different places, be on TV and like that. And I met a lot of the guys, and uh, I got invited, I got invited to uh, share my post, and I shared with them. In fact, I think I had done more food than a lot of them, the bad people that I was working with, because when I came to uh, Los Angeles, I had uh, over 100 poems, maybe a couple hundred poems. There were a lot of them were short, but things that I've shared. My book was primarily inspiration and motivation of poetry. And uh, I had a a great time there to watch those workshops. Then we got a chance to travel. And uh, go to different places, and I got a chance to meet other people in other fields and share. And I shared a lot of my poetry with me because uh, with them because my poetry was primarily from uh, from the south. And uh, I spent a lot of time my early years in the church, and I God was in a lot of things that I always talked about. And so uh, a lot of kids they begin to relate to it because a lot of the guys that I was they was Catholics, and they used to try to teach me, tease me, say, oh, man, you come from the, the Baptist church. He said, no, y'all sit in church too long. I said, no, man, we had great, we had a great thing. We, we had uh, great services and people who knew what they was talking about. And, uh, but they had a Catholic church, and they had a lot of Catholic ministers. In fact, even when I was in high school, uh, growing up in the South, which was segregated at that time, but when we played the Catholic schools like Holy Cross and Holy Family, they had white coaches, which was kind of rare uh, at that time. And we would play them, and uh, they had pretty good teams, but most of the time we, would, we came out winners when we played those kind of schools. But the idea was having a chance, an opportunity to do something that you really cared about. And then with my dad pushing me on the side, telling me certain things to do, certain things not to do. And it just kept me... Uh, Kept me excited, kept me loving what I was doing. And being that I was, they saw that when I was in school, I got a chance to share a lot, to do a lot of poetry. And like I said, I read a lot. And then, like, uh, the first thing I think I ever learned was the, was the Lord's Prayer. I learned that probably about six, seven years old. And the next thing I learned was uh, the 23rd Psalm. And those things I was able to do and share like all my life. Those two I never forgot. Anytime, any place, I could always speak up and and find, have something to say and share it with with other people. And then a lot of the forms that I've written 
got a chance to be heard by different people and just meeting with other people to share it. You know, you're coming from a place, you're meeting new people, and you. And the one thing that I incurred because when I came, I was living at the YMCA when I was the youngest person there, all the people was from different cities and different surroundings, and most of them was older than me. Most of the guys was like, I would say, late 20s and early 30s. And uh, they, they took a liking to me at first because when I, the way I talk and the way I express myself, and I had a fairly decent vocabulary at that time, and they were saying, oh, he's got a vocabulary, this is not here, man. I went to school, I'm going to school. In fact, I was kind of shocked because when I was in the South, a lot of times I was taught that the other schools was better than where we was going. But when I came to, when I came to uh, California, I got a chance to meet a lot of those students. Take your phone off of the uh, speakerphone. Take your phone off the speakerphone. Oh, yeah, take your phone um, off the speakerphone. I'm in my car, and it's on Bluetooth. Okay. But I was able to pull up his recording if you'd like to hear it. Okay, we have it already. We already have it. Turn that off. It's, okay. It's, 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 yeah, it's, that's not good. Okay, I turned it off. All right, I turned it off. There. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let him finish telling the story. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And and like I'm saying, I've had a chance to travel around some places that I thought about because I always had five cities I thought I would really wanted to live in, at least, at least perform in. That was uh, New York, Los Angeles, Paris, London, and Vienna. And I've had a chance to go to all those places and have a chance to share my protein and, and all of them. And one of the reasons that I came to Los Angeles was I was an athlete, too, when I was in school, in high school. I played football, baseball, and basketball. And, and uh, in fact, one of my, when I quit the band to play sports, the band teacher, Mr. Simpson, said, no, you don't need to quit the band. Don't quit the band. But I played uh, sports the last three years in, in high school. And I, I kind of learned that what he was saying was right because the, it would lead me into the career that I was going to. But like uh, having a chance to, to play sports and getting a chance to travel, that was exciting. The high end of California, I used to watch the games on TV, the UCLA, USC, and all these schools. But one thing that I saw that really tempted me, and I found that it works for a lot of people, they would be going to the Coliseum in shorts and T-shirts in the winter, in January, when it would be cold as well. And I said, oh, man, they got a warm climate. And that's what I wanted to check out. And uh, so I got a chance. And when I got a chance, I came to uh, California. And I've been here for a while, off and on. I've come to uh, learn and love love, love it, but I also enjoy traveling and also just sharing my poetry as as I begin to go and, and uh, learn and migrate and travel to different places and always to have something motivational, inspirational. And that's what kept me going, keeps me going now. I got different poems that I've written and sometimes it's just right on time 
and when it's right on time, I try to share with share with uh, as many people as possible. And then people call. They also think that you they want to hear from you a lot of times. And being able to uh, to share like that is really uh well, it's really motivation, really inspiration as a young person and as a as a kid watching person and finding out that uh. You're not the only one, but there are other people all around the planet who are doing different things to doing a lot of the same things that you're doing. And uh, you get a chance to share with different people. And I've done it at a lot of different schools. Uh, we worked at a lot of PACs, the performing arts centers, and uh, got a chance to work Detroit. Just a whole lot of cities around the Los Angeles, I mean, a lot in America, going in Montana and Oregon and just different states at different times and being really surprised and being really kind of satisfied because people were responding to what you are doing in a positive way and it keeps you fired up and keeps you going and believing and knowing that you can do it. And so uh, it's, it's, it's called doing what you love and loving what you're doing. It keeps you going. And, uh, but I have a little thing I was doing about that. And it was saying, I would make up a little sound. God gave me. Hello, hello, hello. Can you repeat? Hello, hello. Can you repeat, repeat for us your age and your name? My name is Otis O'Sullivan. My age is old, very old. I got a birthday coming up on the 29th of August, and I will make the eight old. Eight. Wow. And so and and I've been doing this all over. And one of the things because a lot of times when people see me they would never know my age and I never really shared my age. One thing I found out about being in the church, uh I could do certain things like uh I had affirmations I was right. I write for myself and I write for other people. And one of the things that I wrote with the group that I was with and the, and the poem that I wrote was like entitled, uh, well, it was like uh, called Doing What You Love. And I write little affirmation. I have an affirmation I wrote. I'm young. I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm handsome. I'm intelligent. I'm wealthy. I'm wise. I'm talented. I'm genius. And I started doing that when I was and then I would always say, I have a head full of beautiful, well groomed pinky colored, thick jet, black hair, and cool beards and mustaches. I got old. But what I found out, when I started speaking those kind of things to myself, they happened. And when we got in our 30s and stuff, they was bald. Most of them, they was bald and turning gray. <laughs> and uh, I remember we was doing a show, I think it was in Detroit. We got off the plane, they picked us up. And the guy was saying, as we kind of going, getting ready to go into the theater, he said, he said, how you get the young guy with y'all? <laughs> and the guy, he said, he's not a young guy. He said, well, look at him, man. Come on. And one thing I found out, the power is in the Word. When it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and God spoke the Word. And that's one of the key things that I've learned to to uh, important that really the words that you said, and a lot of times when I'm talking to people, especially young people, I tell them, I said, there's a power in the words that you speak, and, you, and the more that you're conscious of it, Amen. the more you have success in what you're doing. Amen. And to learn the difference between negative and positive. And if it's negative, 
you know, you don't want to be involved in a lot of negative stuff. And sometimes you're in a group and they speak a negative thought, saying thing to you. If it's a negative thought, you just say to yourself, cancel that thought, Lord. Uh, give no life to it. And uh, you can just do that yourself. And a lot of times, it'll help you avoid a negative thing. Once you, and then if it's positive, then you support it. But being aware of the, the powers in the world, and you think about Jesus, like I said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the first thing he spoke was, let that be right. And uh, the first word that was ever spoke, spoken, and the power, and I share with people, I had a thing that I did in my book, which I don't have anymore right now, but I, I think I got a few left. I'm, I've been looking for them because I had some names stolen out of my vehicle. I had over, I had put things in storage. I had over 1,600, I mean, 600 CDs taken and about eight cases of book. My book is a hardcover book, about 212 pages. And I want to say What's the name thing. of it? The book is entitled Wake Up World. And it, it came from a poem that I had did entitled Hey World. So but I had a chance to uh, to uh, share with them and talk to a lot of young people. Even since I've been here, I've met a lot of people. They come and they talk and they be asking for directions. And the things I'm sharing with them, with them and I find out they take it really personal, and they come back, and they say, oh, thank you for this. In the beginning, I used to say, man, I wonder what did I say? So when they come back, and I can say it again. But I found out when you're just really coming from a positive background, a creative background, and most of the things that you're doing are coming from a positive point of view, um, what you share, and you're going to be inspirational with it. You're going to be motivational with it. And you're going to reach into people's hearts, minds, and spirits. And a lot of times, unconsciously, you'll say some things. They'll never forget. And they say, oh, thank you, man. Thank you, man. They'll once in a while I run into some people. And they'll say, uh, thank, thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you did. And I used to trust him, man, what did I do? But I got to the point I know if I said it and if I did it, 99% of the time it's going to be something constructed, something positive, and that they can use and carry on. And uh, that five years or two, as a quick artistic person, a person doing what you love and loving what you're doing and believing in yourself that you continue to go from place to place and glad to have something. Can you share one of your points? Okay, You're I haven't sure. been told about this in a long time. I need to. Uh, I need to. I want. I need okay. to. Uh, All right. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. Okay, don't worry. Don't worry. Rihanna, can you play some of the uh, play recording that we sent you? I'm sorry. What did you say, Bishop? No, no, no. Not, not, not you. I'm, I'm going to let our engineer play the recording. Hold okay. on. Sit down. Sit down back here. Sit on this. Okay. Perfect. Put your mask on, please. I'm going to do the poem. Okay. But you can still say it with your mask on. Okay. He's going to recite a poem for you. I have a really, I've got this poem. Can you hear me? Bishop? We can hear you. Okay, he's going to recite this poem. And these are profound words coming from a gentleman that is homeless. He needs a roof over his head. He's sleeping in his truck. But he has not lost inspiration, 
and his faith in God. So here's his poem. Recontact your poem, Mr. O. Okay, this poem is entitled, I'm just trying to think of what poem I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, Can you close the In the beginning. In the beginning, all life lived in harmony. The fish, the fowl, the land, and sea. And then God made man. Hey, world. Hey, world. Hey, world, aren't you fed? But it's who called man is making your death fed. It's time that you became realistic and faced up to these cold statistics. Just for a start, we're running out of water, but the oceans are dry, so why? Think, think, think. I know we have computers to do everything, but don't let the computers deaden your brain. Think, think. Shortages and crisis create more vice and let there's a shortage of gas, so they tell us what more than that. There is a serious shortage of unpolluted, healthy air. Hurricanes and tornadoes out of place, out of season, blizzards and droughts complete without reason. Record-breaking floods as a result of the snow earthquake happening where they never happened before. Wake up, world. And still we're draining the earth of all this oil, and the soil is dry and slow. Crops won't grow and each other's the food that's helped the poor. And statisticians say within the next 30 years, the population is going to double. Wake up, world. Well, if that happens, we all are in trouble. Hey, world, hey, world, people are running out of feelings, running out of feelings, running out of feelings, getting out of crap. Stars are running out of energy. I mean, it's frightening. Our only excess of energy is an excess of fighting. And now we have a situation that we must endure. Got to find a cure. But how do you find a cure when there's nothing pure? Do you come up with an unpure cure? Solar energy is the talk of the day and like an unborn genius on the way, but take it from me what using it and using it and not reproducing more because the time could come we could lose the sun. Wake up, world. I don't want to sound like a doomsday prophet, but believe me, well, we got to stop it. We got to stop it. We got to stop it now somehow. We got to let the earth live. Wake up, world. We got to let the people live. Wake up, world. We got to let the planets and animals live. But more than that, we got to give. Give up something we enjoy, like a child, little dream, a grown-up toy that destroys the things we need and causes our hearts to bleed. We also got to learn to accept good advice. Learn to sacrifice. Conserve, reserve, and do the necessary things to Prove and save our world, or otherwise the end just might be indeed. Wake up, world. Wake up, world. Don't you tell me, don't you care? We don't want the earth to die. We want the people to live. We don't want the earth to die. Do we? Wake up, world. Wake up, world. Wake up, world. Now, we don't want the earth to die. Do we? That was written by Mr. Otis O'Sullivan. Is that profound? That was profound. I wrote that That poem back in the. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Rihanna, can you go ahead and play the. 
Can you go ahead and play that for us? That's one. That's one that's about thirty some years old. He said that poem is thirty some years old. And people are asking for it now. They're asking for the poem. People have heard it, and they think it's like it's, I wrote it like last week. It's or so. It sounds like it's so appropriate for today's world. But it's a, it's a poem. I, I used to go to the downtown library, the big library downtown. I should take a to the buddy Jelly Simmons and Osalama Sims and I go to all the different portions at the library when I had choice came. I got a chance to know a lot of the people. And uh, one day I went out to get eat my lunch. When I went out it turned dark. And it just they went doom, doom. That that sound boom boom and it came two or three times and it wouldn't leave me, it wouldn't leave. And I kept saying, boom, boom. And one day when I went to say, boom, it just went, hey, world. <laughs> and I said, oh, and that's when that poem came. Creative genius. And then, and then uh, Ziggy Marley recorded that poem. Hey, world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that poem has been required, requested a lot, especially lately. And a lot of the other guys are doing the teach. And... Uh, you know, you you're not you, you get kind of amazed when you're done that. In fact, people would say, if we go, like with the first time we uh, performed, performed that poem, people was kind of shocked. I remember it was done in, it was a mixed audience. And I think at that particular time, it was downtown with more whites than uh, blacks and Hispanics. And it's, it's like, you know what you're doing. You know what you're saying. They was from the all and I didn't know who they who they were and where they was from. And so then the lady coming back said, Come, come come go with us. And because they was from the all coming, they was they didn't like that point. But uh, I found out a lot of people come to accept it because it talked about some real things that we're dealing with as people in this country today even today. And it's and it's it's part of the care. It's part of the care. It's beautiful. So are you going to play We Gonna Win? Yes, that on win is disappointing. We're going to play it and put it in the show, but we're not going to do it remotely right now. I wanted to ask a few more questions. So there are people that want to help uh, our homeless here in California, and you've shared with us the fact that uh, uh, President uh, Emeritus of the Los Angeles uh, City Council has said that he is going to help uh, uh, our friend here with getting a place. Uh, I did talk to uh, Mr. Hood, and he has submitted his name. And uh, so we're hoping that we can get him into uh, Volunteers of America, who has um, apartment and uh, living spaces for artists such as himself. And we're going to try to expedite that. COVID-19 has slowed down a lot of things because people can't go to work. But uh, I am I am going to do everything within our power to get him uh, in and push him to go. I mean, he has such talent. And, yes, you know, here at Ombudsman, uh, the Ombudsman Press Show at uh, Blog Talk USA, we am, we are honored to have him to present his talent to our listeners. And I I just want to once again thank you as an angel 
to walk by and see this man and know that he's more than just what uh, we see. You know, he's a human being. And sometimes that's all we need to do is to give ourselves a little pickup. And it's all of us. We all have to participate, you know, and we don't get to choose who God uh, put before us to help. And those blessings that we give in God's name are the blessings that we will later on receive ourselves when we need them. So, you know, I thank God that you saw him and you recognized him as our brother in Christ, as our brother, and the necessity to help him. So, you know, I, I'm just I'm just elated. You know, Rihanna, you. our engineer, she she's here. Uh, she can't speak because she's remote, but she loves everything that uh, is going on on the show. And we're going to just do 15 minutes more, and we will insert that into the show. Uh, right. We don't we do everything live. But we can insert that in the show, and then we'll make sure that you get a copy of this show at a later date. I want people to know that if you would like to help uh, in this situation, you can go to our email, U.S. Ombudsman, that's O-M-B-U-D-S-M-A-N, um, at gmail.com. You can also go to Blog Talk USA and go to the website, uh, click in, uh, you know, request to follow, and, you know, leave your inspired uh, messages about how you feel about uh, this king that's out there who has not given up on uh, the light. Because in a day where most people are negative and we can't see uh, the light, we curse the darkness. He's homeless, and he is still inspired to speak Life and light and love and God. Yes. And I, I, yes. Yes. Amen. You know, amen. 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 I digress. One of the yeah. things that, that the people, and one of the things that that uh that I've been going through so many changes because I addressed the whole all the different departments of the Los Angeles County thing about maybe two or three years ago on the homeless thing. And the thing that caused me to to mess, my phone was stolen. I had all the contacts on that phone. I had Chrissy Jones. I had uh, uh, Maxine Waters, Miss Maxine Waters. I had all the politicians, all of them was on that phone. And that phone, uh, losing that phone have caused me to uh, just go do some changes. And I never thought, I never expected that I would be going through what I've been through, but I think God is amazing. He's good, and He's taught me some things and helped me to grow in different ways that I probably wouldn't have moved before by going through what I've been through. And I'm thinking eventually I may be able to put something together that could be inspiration to a lot of people who's going through things with expression since we have this uh COVID-19, and also, and like what I was thinking about, I said it's like the beginning and the end. I was wondering why they use 19, because 19 is the one, and 9 is the beginning, and normally it's repeats. And a lot of times, what I would always say, the answer is is within that. 
I think the the cure for that, I'm pretty sure it already exists. It's just a matter of having the time to discover it. But it is here already. And God is most of is just so amazing. He 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 does things in different ways that's unique. And a lot of times we overlook it. And knowing that I had all these contacts, I could never imagine myself that I uh, would have gone through what I've been through. And yet still, I come to thank you. And I never got negative. I would just say, thank you, God. I wake up and I said, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I would say a prayer. And all the time, from the minor things, I just said, thank you, God. Sometimes I used to think I said too much. No, and uh, and I found that but you can't. And so I'm highly grateful for all the people that I've met and uh, have a chance to share with. And i got a lot of poetry inside of me. i got a lot of uh, other poetry, but most of my poetry. And I have a lot of God and a lot of my words. And I've been, I, I grew up in the church. And as I got an adult, I continued, but not like I was when I was growing up. When I was growing up, I was in it. And I loved it, and I believed in it. And I found out now I run into a lot of people who are not, and they say certain things, and they'll say, like, man, I ain't got time for that. I said, but you got time for life, man. And I said, God is an amazing thing. It's a matter of faith. And the way I look at it, I said, the earthly life is, is, is like a, a place where you can refine your spirit and pay in preparation for an eternal life. I said, this is, we got a thing called the Magnificent Five. And the Magnificent Five allowed us to come in, become aware and learn to appreciate the things in our lives. You know, we got eyes that we'd be able to see and recognize beauty and recognize different changes. We got things that we've been able to smell and taste. I said, these are all part of the magnificent five, and they are right there by the amazing thing called feeling. And I always think about this teacher when she said, think the thought and feel the feeling. Think the thought and feel the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing a thing, was doing a special for KCET, and I've done uh, a lot of acting. In fact, even when I was graduating from high school, professor, and he was seeing like, uh, do you want to be? I said no, professor. I don't want to be in the play. I'm not going to play on the team we got. He said we know what you can do. He said, but we want this play to be a success. And what I found out, the things that had most words, those were none of the parts that I learned uh, to participate in. And I came to love it, and I came to enjoy it, and I killed other people, especially like young people, you know, like. Uh, Believing yourself, and believing the power of the word, and become conscious. Please become conscious. Mm-hmm. What uh, don't let the negativity motivate you. So you need to get to be able to recognize negativity. And when it's positive, you go with it. Go with it. If you know it's positive, you go with it. If you know it's negative, and become conscious of the words that you speak. What I would like to add also. If there is anyone that could possibly maybe get Mr. O'Solomon into a recording studio or collaborate something with him, that would be one of his heart's desires. He would love to record some of his work, and he's so full of beautiful, beautiful poetry. Well, I've got a lot of things that I've done and things that I've written since I've been 
in the process of what I've gone through, what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And just like, uh, I just had a little thing to God, God gave me spiritual gifts. So when I'm never feeling down, they could give me a lift. Take my peace of mind, one of a kind. Whenever I'm stressed, so what about it? It shows up right on time. There's wisdom that I've gained from living life. Knowledge in my brain from education helps to keep me sane. Stop me from doing stupid things. There is a healing love in my soul with more than a ton of gold. But most of all, my favorite part, I thank God why. He gave me a happy heart. I got a happy heart. You got whooped. I got a happy heart. You got whooped. I got a happy heart. I got a healthy, happy, healthy, happy, snappy, happy, healthy, happy, H-E-A-R-T. And God gave it to me, a happy heart. The boom, 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 full of positive, boom, 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 powerful energy. And lots of love, 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 and joy, joy, joy. And any negativity they will destroy, love and joy. And any negativity they can destroy, boom, 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 boom. My heart make beast, boom, 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 healthy beast, boom, boom. Bold and unique, boom, boom. They move throughout my body, sometimes down into my feet. Boom, 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 boom. Now when the beat hit my feet, I start to press. Can't help myself. I got to move, do my happy dance. I do my happy dance. Boom, 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 Willing to share with men and women, boys and girls, all around the whole wide world, a happy heart. Boom, boom. And it goes on further than it talks about. And I got a lot of little things like that. These things, there's quite a few of them that came up since I've been inside the vehicle by myself and going through the changes. And a lot of positive things just have came up, and I've, I've grown, I'll just say I've grown tremendously. And I'm just thanking God. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And uh, he just keeps giving it to me. And uh, I keep giving the thanks and thank you. And uh, I feel truly uh, blessed to have him going through. Like I was saying, because I'm doing what I, I'm doing, what I love and love and what I'm doing. It keeps me going. It keeps me going. And I was born a poet. Born a poet. Yeah, I was born a poet. Born a poet. I was born a poet and know it. And every time I open my mouth, sometimes can't help but show it. I stay true to my poet and roots. These words I write, the things I recite, they be my proof. Now some say I'm a social critic and will yay. I must admit it, I'm down with can't quit it. When I know the truth, I'm going to spit it. Point with claws. That may hate us, Paul, because I'm committed, determined to reach my destiny and bring people together. And, bro, 
bind people together and bring people together. A different ethnicity and different spiritual denomination come get, come together under one nation. And I was born a poor. I got so much stuff like that inside <laughs> that, uh, and I get a chance to share. With you. And uh, get a chance to share mm-hmm. with you, I think. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, wow. it is. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> you see why that, I was so impressed when I spoke yeah. with Mr. O'Solomon? I, I do. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It truly is. I mean, he is such a treasure that... You know, one thing, when we was traveling, we was traveling everywhere. <laughs> we got invited to, uh, several years ago, to uh, the Conference on World Affairs. And uh, it was us, the, the group, and when we got there, they put us all in different rooms. So I kept asking where was the other guys. And then I asked the guy, I said, uh, uh, where are the other guys? He said, they're here, and what happened? So I asked him when we went to the main auditorium, I never saw him. He he told me, he said, what happened was the invitation came from your book. The invitation came from you, for you. And uh, we was told in order to get you, we had to get the book. And uh, I said, well, that's okay. That's okay. And he said, "That's what happened." But then I never saw him until we got ready to leave. We was leaving the place, and there I, I was on stage. I got asked a lot of questions and stuff about from different people from different countries. And I, I had something to share. God was good. He just gave me something to share at that time, and uh, and reach into uh, to my heart and mind, spirit, and share with people. Yes. Because I got a point from the situation just called making a point. And it's like a lot of people they said they don't believe me. I said, uh, it's, it's a real short form. It's entitled making a point. And it says, okay, so we, we have to have Go ahead. I'm sorry, what? Everything, ahead. Has, everything has a point, especially a starting point. But some things like a circle on completion the end and become the begin the beginning. Like Afro America, I said the end and becoming the beginning is no point is to be seen. And I made a reflection with it. I said back when you in like in the ninth grade, eighth grade, you take your pen, you put a point on the paper. Then you get your protractor and you put that on the pen and you just take it around, you make a perfect circle. Now, if you don't allow that pen to raise up off the paper in the process, you got to place this place in circle. But you can't, if you're not there to see it made, you don't know what was the beginning and what was the end. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they say, well, man, about what about the world? I said, man, you know, it's amazing. There's something God did. And I'm sure they had a beginning, but it also, it's, it's a continuous thing right now. And that's when I came to the thing that the, the earthly life, is, is, is an opportunity is for preparation like a school so you prepare yourself for eternal life that you believe. Really so 
We want to thank the both of you for being on the show. You've been listening to the Unbroken Press Show. We will be back again, and we will definitely re- record and replay this uh, this uh, this session. It's been nice, thank nice you. having you on. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you. We're going to now, but God bless you all, and we'll see you next week at the same station. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless. The homeless is still homeless, the poor is still poor, yet we find billions of dollars to fund senseless war. And yes, we're fighting terrorism, what about the quiet racism, dividing among ourselves, somebody's crying for help, heaven is listening. Heaven is watching, heaven knows, and they may not play this on the radio, cause the devil don't want you to know, if we don't stop the hypocrisy, the nation will lose its soul, then rather play music about money and sex. Like we don't have no intellect Somebody need to show some respect Cause God ain't through with us yet Heaven is listening Heaven is watching Heaven knows Yeah, yeah, yeah Heaven knows, heaven knows The preacher's that's not preaching Somewhere we lost our feeling Oh